We are raw and real Western women who have endured the fires of life. And though we carry the brands of our trials, we are learning how to satisfy our thirst with the well water that comes from the only one that can truly satisfy, Jesus. Journey with us as we explore an unlimited range of topics. We will discuss our personal experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, along our beautiful journeys to the well, and so much more. Water up! We're having a super, super fun evening. It is our first evening recording in our new office, which is a huge blessing to us. We're all having a wonderful time. We've got to meet in it a couple times now, and this is our first night to record in it. And we're recording over something that is near and dear to all of our hearts, and I'm sure a lot of you are feeling it too. We're gonna call it The Shift. That's just what it what it is to us and what it means to us. and. It means something a little bit different to each and every one of us, and we're going to talk through that. We're going to talk through what it means to each of us and what we feel um, it's leading toward, and we've chosen a Bible verse that we feel depicts how we're feeling and what, we're, what, what we've been talking about. And we hope that it's something that you can relate to and connect to. If you have questions, if you have comments, you can always reach out to us at the suggestion box on our website. We're happy to chat with you and talk with you and would love for you to reach out. So on the shift, I have been feeling since the beginning, basically like the beginning of the first year, you know, you have like New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. And I really didn't have that, but God placed on my heart to be more self-sufficient in what he has created for us, like be less um, attached to the grocery store, be less attached to things of the world and venture towards what he's given and so, like, I'm all about the chickens in the homesteading now, which, of course, I've always liked that, but it's just been pressed on my heart to do more of that. So, like, a back to the basics. Yes, back yes. to the basics. Back to the basics. What about you? So, I am actually kind of the same, but mine did not start at the new year. Mine kind of started uh, at the end of last year. And my shift is moving towards getting to know God better. Um, I've had a goal for myself to actually read all of the Bible and not just pick some books here and there. I've, I've scatter read, but I've never been able to put everything together. So I'm excited about that. And um, along that journey, I have actually learned more of who God is, not about God, which is really the change that I wanted um, also the shift in kind of where you're headed of being a little bit more independent. Uh, my son did get some chickens and we're, we're supposed to pick up chickens for you. They're coming. <laughs> Don't give up on us yet. Um, my, my daughter kind of made a joke and she was like, look, if, if we have to be independent on our food, basil can go and basil is our big potbelly pig and I was like I don't really know if she'll be good to eat like that's all fat I was like very nice of you because she loves this pig with all of her heart but she's like okay I'll sacrifice if if we must I'm like okay calm down I don't want you to eat <laughs> you know so um I also told my husband I was like you you've got to get us a milk cow in here and he's like you just need to stop <laughs> 
I'm like, well, eventually I'll get it. Just just wait, patience. But um, I did actually try one of those sourdough starters. I know that that's a hot topic in, I don't know, in the social media right now. Yeah, it failed miserably. I had mold on it yesterday, and I'm like, what happened? So trashed it, starting over, and sourdough starter mold smells insanely terrible and I like oh it was bad so um yeah trial and error on that but eventually I will have some fresh sourdough bread sitting on this table yes yes do that there's nothing better (laughs) yeah I am a little leery about you know eating our own chickens but I'm ready for the eggs Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. for sure it'll be fun yes and it's good for the kids too the responsibility and the getting their hands dirty like there's so many people out there that don't even have a backyard let alone the ability to have livestock and animals Mm -hmm. and we just live a completely different lifestyle than most get to yeah yeah my shift has been um a little bit different so mine has been focused on prioritization um of my time of my responsibilities and significantly in the direction of devoting more of my time to God's work, like taking away from the time that I spend on myself or my, my work per se, and spending more time on his work and his purpose and his will for the things that I need to be doing to further his kingdom. And it's, it's been a learned process because I'm a, a little bit controlling in nature, you know, like, in here. (laughs) And um, it's hard for me to come over here and lay down the things that I know, like bring in income for my family Mm -hmm. to come over here and spend time on just furthering his kingdom. That's hard for me to come to terms with in my head, but it's something that he is convicting me about over and over and over again. So I've recognized it, pinpointed it. Now I know that that's my goal and what he wants me to do. Um, And it's something that I'm working toward and making progress on. But coupled with that, I'm also feeling super, super pushed um, to research and possibly homeschool. Um, That's something that I'm feeling really strongly about and have been for a while. We've talked about it multiple times. But And then in a company with that, also, like y'all said, um, being more self-sufficient. That's something that we've been starting to read books on and research and something that we have been advocating for and moving toward for a while now. So that started, um, that feeling started probably a year and a half ago. I didn't realize it was the Holy Spirit, but it started probably a year and a half ago. The prioritization was more recent. That was toward the beginning of the year, you know, kind of like y'all's. And, um, but all those things coupled together, I feel like, are pushing toward a major shift in our world that's coming. Oh, it's coming. Yes. It's mm-hmm. coming. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I've kind of had some of the same things that y'all have had also. But um, I think my family is... Uh, a nice way to put it is workaholics. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of the shift there has been um, like, hey, you can. God's trying to get me to stay home more. Um, so I quit my travel job. I have a job at home now. Money is slim, but it's also teaching me to be more responsible with my money. 
um, things like that. And then also, you know, trying to do things, you know, with having less money, you, you get a little bit more resourceful at home as well. And so being a little bit more self-sufficient at home has also been on my heart too. Um, but it, it's, it's stressful at times trying to cut back and, you know, or do what's right for your kid growing up. Like we made the decision to move JC to a small Christian school and it's done wonders for her. It was very tough at first, but, and then like, everybody's like, why are you doing that? You know, like it's a, it's kind of a big topic, but it's okay to be different and it's okay to teach your kids to be different. You don't want them to blend in with the world so much. And I feel like we were getting too much of the worldly influences whenever she was in public school and had so many other things coming at her every day. Um, so I feel like that helped us kind of, you know, set ourselves apart a little bit. And, you know, it kind of draws a line in the sand also with the public and says, hey, you know, y'all can live this way, but this is my path kind of. Mm -hmm. So, I'm all, oh, go ahead. I was going to say that falls in perfectly. All of it falls in perfectly with our verse. So it's a very well-known verse. It's Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And I, I really feel like through all of this, it is what is God's will for us, for our families. And it is against the world. And I think you, what we're seeing is a, a large divide between people who are trying to now pursue God's will versus people who are so caught up in the world. And so trying to pull everybody back, pull your family back into it. Um, because whenever they do go to school, they get so many more hours with other kids and other adults, but not you and your household and your, your Christian belief. And so trying to steal your family back is what yeah you gotta you gotta keep that foundation of and it's 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 very hard to do as busy as this world makes you but as with the world being so much like the devil is so much more brave than he was say 20 30 years ago versus now like it's just out in the open mm -hmm. yes you know like you've got all the kids that are like i don't know if i want to be a boy or a girl or I don't know if I want to be an animal, you know, like it, it's so much more in your face versus like 20, 30 years ago, that generation who they were more self-sufficient, they knew how to can, they knew they lived off of their chickens and stuff like that. Like they knew all those things and that generation is about to pass away. And it's definitely apparent in the daily world that we live in. Mm -hmm. Inside it just keeps telling me take the narrow path and it talks about it in the Bible and I cannot remember what specific verse it is but it talks about the path is narrow and everything else out in the open that's basically the world you know and those who follow in with the God's will or what God is promoting to do is going into that narrow path and it and it pushes pressure okay well anytime you go against the world it's going to make pressure because it's just harder. Not everybody believes about going with God or believes what you're doing. So it creates that pressure and you constantly feel like you're doing something wrong or I don't know how to do this or my hours were cut back. I don't have money. Like it's the pressure going through the narrow path that God has you to do to do his will because we're not called to be like the world. Just like the verse said, like do not conform to this world. And that's exactly what we all have done. 
I mean, just, it is. Like, I feel like everything I've ever been taught was wrong. Right. The deeper you get into the Bible and the closer you get to God, it's thinking, wow, like, I, what, what have I been doing my whole life? Like, I could have been doing this this whole time, but I've been taught this. Mm-hmm. And it's not bad on my parents' behalf or anything. That's just how they were taught, too. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. just like generations of generations of being taught wrong or the church you attended didn't fully get into the Bible or, or feed you the way you needed to be fed. And then you find out, you know, when you're older, like, I've been taught all wrong this whole time. And it's just like there's a big shift in that. My cousin is in Oklahoma, and she's felt a big shift. She was like, I never knew these things. She was like, the church I go to did not teach me these things. And it's like, yeah, we're being taught that here, too. Like, there is a shift coming for the church. And if you don't take the narrow path, you're going to miss it, and you're going to be conformed to the world, and you're going to feel ten times more of the evil that's going on. Yeah. And we're not the only ones that are feeling it. Like you said, your cousin is. There's multiple people in my close circle in my life, including y'all, but multiple others who have mentioned things about feeling like they need to be more self-sufficient, feeling like they need to change directions, feeling like they need to improve their relationship with the Lord or get their family back in church and draw closer to the Lord because they feel a a shift coming in the world. And and it is. And it's it's not coming it's here. Mm -hmm. This is the beginning of it. It's we're here and it's time to act. So, and, and like, I've talked to several people who they feel it, but they haven't identified it. Right. So they haven't identified like what exactly it is that it's coming from the Holy spirit or what it is that he's wanting from them or urging them to do, or what their purpose is within the shift. And, um, I think that that takes, One, like being able to talk about it with a group like we have and break it down and figure out what it is that you're feeling and why it is you're feeling that way. Being able to pray over it and discern what it is that the Lord is calling you to do and what it is he's calling you to change. And it takes courage, too, because as you feel the, you know, the tap on the shoulder and the shift coming, it takes courage to change something in your life we get into a habit. Going to the grocery store is a habit. It's easy. You go buy your meat, you go buy your eggs, you go buy your vegetables. Planting a garden is work, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... We're lazy. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, we're lazy. We're lazy. Yeah. It's just... We're lazy. But just as anything else he asks us to do, whether he asks us to step out and speak or asks us to, you know, testify, whatever the case may be, it's stepping out of our comfort zone. Just like the shift is for all of us, we're stepping out of our comfort zone for what we're used to into the next chapter that he has for us. And being wasteful with time is something else. Like recently it's been laid upon me that not just being wasteful with my time, but being lazy with it. I just don't like the hours that were given to me to do things. You have plenty of time during the day mm-hmm. to do things, but it's like, oh, well, I don't have time to do this. Let, let one of y'all call and let's go get coffee. I make time. You know, but it's like you don't have time to do what God's asked you to do. You don't have time to sit down and have quiet time. You don't have time to do this. And it's like, no, you just don't utilize your time well. Your time to do that might be 3 o'clock in the morning, but you don't like those hours because it just doesn't go well. It gets into your sleep. Mm -hmm. Like when it was late on me, I was like, oh, I guess you're right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yep. yep. What gets me is those mornings that he wakes you up at two o'clock in the morning. It's like, hey, need your time, and I'm I want like, to talk to you. Okay. <laughs> We're supposed to be busy about the Father's work, 
And when father's work calls, we always have other things that come up or we don't make time for it. And that has been on my mind. And he has brought it to my attention. And it's like, you want to start getting things done and you want to have time to do this. You need to be busy about my work because in the end, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. I can absolutely and, relate. Yeah, that, that's a big shift going around, too. I had a great conversation with someone this week at work and their question was or their pool is. I feel like I need to get in God's word, but mm -hmm. I don't really make the time or whenever I do sit down, then my kids need something or something, you know, somebody calls me or there's always an interruption. And they were like, I know it's from the devil. It's like, exactly. But the best thing is that you recognize that and then you can tell the kids to sit down and wait. You can, you know, mm -hmm. prioritize it. They don't necessarily have to. You know, you don't have to jump up at their beck and call. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. hold on, let me finish this. I had to do that with my son earlier. I was reading the Bible, and he just starts talking, and I'm like, whoa, whoa hold on. Like, you're interrupting me. I need, I, you see, I'm reading my Bible. I need you to just give me a couple more minutes. Let me finish this chapter. And then, and then after that, he totally understood. He was like, okay. And then that also establishes that priority in his life. Like, oh, if that is mom's number one priority to make, hold on, you know, give me a second, let me finish this and address it right away, then they begin to become more hungry because it's like, well, what's in there? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of fun stories, you know, in yeah. there. That falls into something that I've been seeing a lot is there, I've had multiple people just in the last couple of weeks say, I know I need to get my family back in church, but my kids don't want to go. Or my husband doesn't want to go. I'm like, Go anyway. Yes. Just go. Yes. Like, your kids, make them go. They're your kids. They're going to go where you go. Mm -hmm. Take them. Even if they don't want to go, right. get them up. Stop being lazy. Get them up and go. Your husband, if you can't make him go, go anyway. Just go. Set the example. Mm -hmm. What is the Bible verse that says that um, a husband can be won by a wife's heart, by her actions, the example that she sets forth. Mm -hmm. So just take them. Go. Yeah, you have spiritual authority over your husband. I go to church every Sunday without my husband, and it does not stop me from going to church. Mm -hmm. It used to make my heart hard, but it doesn't anymore because God's going to get him when he needs to get him. But as for me and my children, we go to church, and mm -hmm. it's not going to yeah. make me love my husband any less. It's not going to, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. This is important to me. I'm making it a priority. This is where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not that he doesn't have belief in God like I have— told y'all in other podcasts, but it's just like, that's just not his place. And I'm okay with that. But as for me and my children, we're going to church. Like yep. right. that does not need to stop you from going. And yeah. it's, go ahead. Oh, I just, there doesn't have to be excuses. Just do it. Mm -hmm. It's just a, it's just a deciding factor of taking the action to do it. Right. But isn't that what the world's made up on is excuses? Mm -hmm. Like we just mm -hmm. have an excuse for everything. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It took mine over 10 years. I, we, we went to church the first time that we were together, I guess. So we, we went to church one Sunday morning, and then he sporadically would go to church, but became less and less. And, like, at first I was like, well, that's not fair. And then whenever you go to church and your husband's not there, they're like, well, where is he at? What is he doing? And then you feel obligated to make an excuse for them. You don't have to give that excuse. And and that's whenever I stopped giving an excuse and was like, he's out working or no, he's he's at home. I'm not lying to anybody. And it, it started taking the guilt off of me for some unknown reason. That made me 
actually feel like I'm not trying to paint a pretty picture, just make it real. Right. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's not there right now. And then, like I said, it took over 10 years and now like you can't pull them out of it. And so patience is key. It's the hardest thing. And for a young mother with, at the time, I mean, three babies and still packing them up, rolling in late to church, looking like a hot mess, but feeling so grateful that I finally went each Sunday and mm-hmm. keeping that routine right. until them. And the yeah. kids hate missing now. Like they yep. may be, oh, I don't want to go. But as soon mm-hmm. as they get there, they don't want to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just your normal kid behavior. And they're your kids. Take them to church. Just is what it is. Well, that and they learn so much from just being in community. Like there's a lot of kids that don't know how to help an older adult out, of, like open the door for them. They don't yeah. know how to do that anymore. They don't that know they how even to help should. clean up, mm-hmm. you know, after church has a meal. It's like, stay and help clean up. Like, a lot a lot of those older people help teach the kids stuff mm-hmm. like that that, you know, you may not think of or that may not just come across in your home very much. And so it's been, it's been very good for JC just to have that, those other good influences without having, you know, it's a safe place for her to go play or you know, interact with people. Yeah. So in identifying y'all shifts, what would you say would be one word or piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is starting to feel, you know, the tap on the shoulder of a shift in their life, but doesn't necessarily have the courage or the understanding of what the Lord is asking yet for them to do? What would be your words of wisdom to them to help them discern and understand what it is that the Lord is asking them to do. Get in the word Mm -hmm. and prayer, watch sermons over that specific pool that you're feeling and get in the word and find out what God has to say about it. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, if you're feeling a pool also, I mean, just start small. You don't got to give your whole life immediately, but let give God a little bit and see what he does. Mm -hmm. And I mean, more and more will come. And surround yourself with people with like, like-minded, like having the same feeling, you know, whether you go to church with them or they're good friends, like sit down and find you a group of people who are going to grow you in that, right. explain to you what that is, go to some higher authority of, you know, in mm-hmm. God on that, seek advice from somebody. Yeah. The word is, is big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you have to cling on to the word. And I believe as you start filling yourself with the word, then all the negativity or negative actions or negative thoughts begin to flow out. You can only put so much in there. Yeah. The word's going to overcome it. So mm-hmm. and it's kind of a filtering process too. Mm-hmm. Like as you read and as you dive in, it helps you discern and filter out the stuff that's, you know, not for you. The, the neg- like you said, the negative starts to go away and it starts to narrow down what it is that he's telling you. But mine would be to be brave, to be courageous mm-hmm. because you have to be brave and be courageous to be able to step out, to be able to take that first step of action. Mm-hmm. Biggest thing is in doing that, you worry about the world, the pressure the world's going to mm-hmm. put on you, or it's obviously going to be a battle of some sort. So you're going to have to fight that. And it's just like one more thing for you to do. Like nine times out of 10, if you need to do it, the world's going to push back on you if that's a bad idea. 
or, you know, the one thing you don't want to do is exactly the thing that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Like getting in the word. Everybody has this hankering to get in the word, word, but then they don't make time. Like, you know, that's what you need to do, but oftentimes you shy away from it. Mm-hmm. So it's the one thing that you're not doing is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I have found that heavy on me. If I have a stronghold of like not wanting to do it, nine times out of 10, I better do it. (laughs) Are you finding that you need more fuel throughout the week? Check out these other Jesus Driven podcasts. The Get Right Christian Podcast hosted by Jess Bishop, Jay Barnes, and Justin Brent. And Unshakable with Charlena Kelly, brought to you by Speak Truth Media. Charlena has been a wonderful influencer of ours, and we highly recommend listening to her program. And the, I feel like the getting in the Bible and stuff, you, some, like some, for example, say you grew up in church your whole life and you were taught this, this, and this. Do you really know that that's true? Like, do you really know it to be true? Like, did you actually read it in there? Did you actually go back and study it? I feel like just getting in the Word opens up a lot, and it it filters out all the, like, just religion-based stuff. Like, it it gets down to the nitty-gritty, and it, it, it shows you, you know, both sides of God. The loving side, which is what the church likes to throw in your face all the time. Yes, He's a loving God, but He's also a just God. Mm-hmm. And He doesn't tolerate sin, like the world is painting a picture that he it's okay to do it's these okay things. to it's do okay. these things and go to church and ask, ask and for forgiveness. forgiveness and then monday go right back to your mm-hmm. outlaw ways yeah. well it shows you the truth yeah whether it's you know pretty or ugly it shows you the truth there's no denying it mm-hmm. or questioning it no black and white and that was a one thing that I did in high school. Like the weekend, I would blow all things out of the water. But Sunday morning, I would be sitting there and being like, God, I feel so bad, you know, please forgive me. But then, man, Friday rolls right back around. Mm-hmm. I was great on Wednesday because <laughs> we had youth group. And then Friday got me every time, Friday and Saturday. Those two days are like the devil's days. Like we're so excited for the weekend, but yet... Those are the weekends. Those are the days that people stray the most, it yeah. feels like. And right. so yeah. it's it's almost like we're eager to, you know, I guess get to freedom. Mm-hmm. But in reality, we're just putting us in a trap. Well, I mean, if and if people are worried about, you know, that, can, like asking for forgiveness over and over again, I mean, just go look at Israel in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how many times they messed up or how many times he had to go back and ask Pharaoh, you know, to let the people go and all this kind of stuff. Like there's so many examples of God's forgiveness over and over and over again, mm-hmm. even it's, if it's for the same thing, you just have to come at it with the right heart. But I mean, if you're in a spot where you don't, read the word or you don't do anything for God, but you're feeling that pull, just get, give up one thing. Like we started, I wasn't even going to church when we started Bible study and that was one night a week, but then it gradually, you know, it builds. Mm -hmm. Now I read the Bible every day. I'm listening to it on like on the radio instead of listening to other stuff, you know, and Mm -hmm. like the, the kids pick up on that stuff too. Yes. Because they're going to know what you teach them. They're going to know if you don't teach them, the world's going to teach them. So it's best to get them in the right frame of mind and get them in the church background or what, whatever it may be, the God background, if you don't go to church. But it's like 
if, if you don't teach them and build that foundation, the world's fixing to build mm-hmm. one for them, and we know what that looks like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like, like we know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. We're, they're having identity crises, like you had mentioned earlier. We, our identity is children of God. That is mm-hmm. what your children are for. Their identity is to be a child of God. And to go and do his will, grow and do that. It's your job to get them there. It is our job as parents to teach them in the way that they should go. Like that is something you will have to answer for standing in front of the pearly gates. When he decides to let you in or not, you will be judged on how you raised your children mm-hmm. and it better be done right. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you come into where self-reflection has also taught me. Like I said, we're workaholics and it's okay to teach your children to work. But it's also okay to teach your children to take that time for your quiet time. Take that time for yourself to, you know, have with God. Take that time for you to, like, go to the gym and have a moment. Like, just, you know, stuff like that. It's okay to take a little bit of time so that way you can make sure that you're on your best, doing your best so that way you can do best your best for everybody else. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have that relationship with God to get there. Well, and how we are is a huge impact on our kids. And it hit me hard whenever Rayleigh had her child because uh, shortly after she's like, oh, man, I've got to get back to work. i got to have money. And I'm like, why do you need money? Like, you have everything that you need. But just that worldly point of view was overtaking her. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, you've worked all this time nonstop. I, I've got to get out there and start doing it. And I'm like babe, you don't need to take my approach. You need to tend to your child first. Mm -hmm. Money and work will fix itself. Like, don't rob your child of having that mother that she needs right now and trying to get her to see a different point of view. And and doing that at 18 is is hard because she wants, you know, a house to live in and, you know, of her own. And I'm like, you don't need any of that right now. Like, can you just slow down a minute? And, yeah. and really focus on what's important. And she did. She she completely understood. But it just made me realize how much I've put work in front of my family. Like, that's, that's all that matters. i got to go get more money, and, and more is never enough. Mm-hmm. Isn't that's that right. funny how, how this day and time it's, oh, stay-at-home moms aren't cool, but you need to go work because you can't maintain a home if, if two people aren't working. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yet yeah, all this is is Satan depriving the home of what it needs to be. The mom to stay home. Oh, well, we can't make it. We can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you know everybody's working, you know what that does? That ups all the taxes, all the stuff, more money coming in, the more that you pay on. If we'd all just sit back and go back home, to where we're supposed to, it would be a big culture shock. Like, they wouldn't even know what to do with themselves. It would be a reset. Yeah. It would be. We could use a reset. (laughs) And I think, too, that it would help the mentality of women, like our mental well-being. Like, the worst thing every day is pulling away from your kids. Like, Mm -hmm. God created us to be there to raise our kid, and yet we're, we're pushing them away to a babysitter that, that's all we're working for is to pay them and pay for gas to go to work. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> that completely defeats the purpose. All that is is pushing them to the side. Right. And mm-hmm. and so trying to re-gear all those thoughts of, you know, yeah, put yeah. priorities in order. And, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. it's not money. No, yeah. and that's been my 
that's what he's been getting me about. And mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface of it. I'm just at the very beginning of it. And it's one of those journeys where like, once you've recognized it and you're like, okay, this is where we're headed. I know this is where he's taking me. And you're like, the whole time you're like wincing, yes. like, I don't want to go that way. <laughs> this is going to hurt. Yes. Because it's just uncomfortable. It's not what you're used to. Mm-hmm. But I see n- now the direction and and why and the purpose in it and I want that like I want to achieve that I want to knock out the goal that he has set for me and the money thing is always a big goal to hit like as far as like not worrying about money like that is just the world runs on money and Mm -hmm. when you don't have it your home becomes stressful you you know things like that and like this whole month has just been off for us for whatever Mm -hmm. reason some of it was self-inflicted inflicted and some of it wasn't it's just like where did it go Mm -hmm. like what are we doing Mm -hmm. here everything that we need is supplied for thanking the good lord above but our wants were not met and that is one of the hardest things in a household who is used to just getting what they want. And then it's like shut off for all four of us, mm-hmm. you know? So then it's kind of like, oh, and then you feel that strain. And I'm like, this is exactly what I was talking about. I was like, there is a shift. We've got to come become more self-sufficient. There's money coming. Money will come. Mm-hmm. But how are you going to handle it now that you know you've been without for an entire month? How are you going to feel? How are you going to handle it differently now? Like God specifically showed us this for a reason because we are not good stewards with our money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're spending it on things that don't even satisfy you anymore. And yeah. so like now it's like, okay, there's going to be money coming, obviously. So how are you going to steward it now? Mm-hmm. I've told you these things, you were to save, get out of debt, do all these things and stop spending it on worldly things. Like I have supplied you with everything that you need, but yet you are still grabbing at stuff that you don't. And it's like, it's just never, yeah, it's never enough. But it's like trying to get to that point to get the world out of your head Mm -hmm. and then to get a whole family in the same home to get the same concept as you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Because it's like you feel strong about it and you're like, yes, I can do this. Yep. And then somebody else is over here not doing the same. And you're like, well, the work I'm doing or the effort I'm putting in is going to waste because you're not putting in equal effort. Yeah. Yeah. And then you feel like you're wasting your time and yeah. like you're that much further from your goal. Mm-hmm. I learned a long time ago that I am not responsible I'm responsible for my children. I'm not responsible for my husband. And if that's just something that's just not, I'm going to continue to do what God has in my heart and all will fall into place. That's right. Like that was a big thing for me is understanding that I am not responsible for him. Like it hurt my feelings because I would never want my husband to be left out on anything, but it's like, I can't do it for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I can dang sure do it for the kids right now while they're under my roof, you know, and do things like that. But you, if you aren't big enough to follow along and suit or, you know, pull your head out of your rear end. Like I can't help you, but you know, you just hope that they see and God tugs at their heart and they fall into suit, you know, Mm -hmm. setting the example and doing what you're told to do. Yes. Well, God has given us the instruction book and I I mean, I'm a nurse, so I see a lot of people all the time that, don't listen to what the doctor says. And then, you know, (laughs) down the road, they have heart attack or stroke or something, you know, and I'm just like, you should have taken your medicine. So sorry. No, (laughs) but people don't think about those bads. Oh, it's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to me. That's what everybody thinks. I'm like, okay. Yeah. 
we'll just wait and see. <laughs> Well, it's just like the thing I come across it on Facebook. It's the weatherman will say these few things and everybody freaks out. But the church has been telling you that Jesus is coming and nobody does a thing. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, we've got plenty of time. Y'all been saying that for years. Well, that day is coming. Do, yeah. And it's like, what you going to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He tells us exactly what's going to happen, how it's going to happen. Like it's all laid out for us and we know that it's coming. Like the shift is upon us and we know what's going to happen next. And that's why we're all feeling this way. He's preparing our souls and preparing our hearts to prepare others because it's here mm-hmm. and it's coming. Yep. It's here. And what are we going to do when there's no grocery stores? Mm-hmm. 99.9% of the people are going to freak out. Mm-hmm. Look what we did in COVID. Everybody bought toilet paper. I know. God bless our I, little hearts. We bought toilet paper. Yes. <laughs> toilet Had people paper holding toilet paper for us. Like, what are we even doing? Yeah. You know, but it's like that time's coming, and then what are you going to do when we've been so reliant on a grocery store? Mm-hmm. Or what if we come in town when our money doesn't mean anything anymore? What do mm-hmm. you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God's given us the resources. He's given us the things. It specifically says it in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like we better start listening and better start applying because the time is drawing near. That narrow path is here, and we're fixing to get squeezed into the pressure. It's election year. Like, you know, there's all these things, you know, what y'all know what happens on election year. Things start happening. Here's the narrow path. It's like, better start getting yourself prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, going back to the weather, it's funny because, you you know, how you said that whenever the weatherman said, oh, the, the weather's going to be bad, get prepared. Well, one person did not prepare for this weather. And my husband had to spend all day trying to fix somebody else's pipes because they did not prepare. And every one of their water pipes going to all their cattle, all their horses were all busted. And it was a mess because one person did not heed to the warning. Mm-hmm. Like could, could, if we could see that in our life that we're not heeding to, to God's warning, the, the busted pipes, the, the anguish that you put on other people and how everybody else is so eager to try to help you but if you don't listen there's only so much that they can do yeah and pick up the pieces for you Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to help yourself and take Mm -hmm. action can you imagine what it'd be like if the entire community becomes self-sufficient and did not rely on grocery stores and everybody just did their own little thing and then when you needed something you just traded out i'll give vegetables for eggs or i'll give this pig for some beef like can you imagine what our community would look like Mm -hmm. it would look amish I would no like that. To anybody. Well, no, <laughs> like, but like, but I would like that like very much. Like, can you <laughs> imagine? Like, you yeah. work. Everybody puts mm-hmm. in the work, and you all just trade and do. Like, can you imagine what it would be like? Like, how mm-hmm. awesome it would mm-hmm. be not to have to be. And no matter what happens in the world, everybody's fine because everybody's doing their own portion and everybody's pulling and contributing. And contributing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times yeah. they don't understand what's going on in the world. They they are almost protected from the craziness of what's going on because they're focused on providing mm-hmm. and producing by their own hands that God gave them. And they do. They trade or they're selling yeah. their store. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I love to see, go to Amish community and see what they've made. It's, it's astonishing. We don't, we've lost so many of those traits just because we're, we keep ourselves within four walls and right. now tablets and games and phones. And, mm-hmm. and so our creativity is just locked within a little box yeah. where they're over here building 
you know, barns by hand. Mm -hmm. uh, like I couldn't imagine yeah. that here. Yeah. Well, I think because they live, I guess you could say like quotation marks, right. Because they live right, it's, they're covered, you know, like God covers it because what they're doing aligns with his purpose and what he wants for us, how he wants us to live. And it covers them where they don't have to worry about what's going on in the world. They're, they don't have that concern. Well, and the Surely it's a lot more peace that way. I would think. Well, you would think you don't have to worry about any any big shift, worldly shift that comes in because you're covered by what God's told you to do is be yeah. sufficient on what he's given mm -hmm. you, not what Walmart's given you, not what, you know, other stores have given you, but mm -hmm. what he's done. Like mm -hmm. you can do it. We are just lazy and we don't make the time to do it. Like mm -hmm. we are a lazy generation and I'm sorry if that offends anybody, but y'all are lazy. We're lazy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Just is what mm -hmm. it is. Well, right. even go back and look at them building the tabernacle, how he called so many different people with a special act, you know, some, some special characteristic that they can do every little piece. And it took the entire community that he called upon to build the tabernacle which was um, like I don't know it's all struck on how large it was and what all little details were held within it but there were so many minute details but it took the whole community for it to come yep. together yeah I just think it would be neat to be able to do that come together as a community and not have to worry about mm -hmm. when the news pops up of a food shortage or something like that. We've got that covered. We're not worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and as far as like homeschooling goes, I've homeschooled my kids for the last four years, four, yeah, yeah, four years, yeah, four years now. And that's the best choice I think I've ever made. Yeah. And I wouldn't change it for nothing. You know, my whole life I've been told that homeschool kids were weird mm -hmm. and like that you just didn't do it, you know, and all these things. And don't say that. I'm a homeschool kid. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a little weird, but it's okay. No, but like, you. you've always been shied away from that. But that's the exact thing that we should have been doing mm -hmm. all along. Uh -huh. Yeah. The yeah. exact same thing we should have been doing all along. And I hate now that I put my kid in public school at one point. Mm -hmm. Like, I should have done it this whole time. Yeah. And like sometimes when things like that or the world makes it such a negative, it's probably the exact same thing that you need to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. it's just like you, you start listening to what the community says or wherever you live, like you start hearing. And once they start bashing on one thing, lo and behold, a year later, that should have been the exact same thing you should have been doing. But the like I was homeschooled my whole life, so I, I dealt with I, I've met a few strange people who were homeschooled but I was not one of them <laughs> but like it's it it, it is a, it's better to teach yourself how to learn like we were given the books and told to read this and then mom would come back and be like okay what did you learn and if we didn't learn it was a whole long conversation so we learned how to think for ourselves and actually pick it up off the page instead of expecting a teacher in front of a class to sh tell us everything that we needed to know. Yeah. It and teaches how you how to know. think. Mm -hmm. And like once you get in the job force, m me and my brothers were the, I mean, I guess you could say the best workers at the job when we showed up because we knew how to just go figure it out. And a lot of kids aren't, taught that nowadays just to go figure it out they they're handed answers a lot of the times and actually thinking through the problem is not a as common as it was like it it's getting more lazy mm -hmm. now yeah everything's at your fingertips now mm -hmm. everything's you know and stuff like that and 
don't know. But if there's any of you wanting to homeschool, I highly, highly recommend it. You yes, learn how your kid, good. like, you get to watch your kid's mind unfold. Mm-hmm. Like, to watch how both of my boys, like, Case does better on the computer, Kenan does better in books. Mm-hmm. But yet they can reverse and do different things on there, but, like, just how their minds work. Mm-hmm. And, like, if one of them's struggling, like, Case does not like to read right now. And, like, it has been a struggle for a little while. Well, we have started doing different fun things, and now he loves to read. And his reading is actually, you know, form. But instead of just cramming it down his throat while he hated it, you know, we just kind of sat back and did some other things. And now he's flourishing at it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you get mm-hmm. to see how your child learns. And it doesn't have to be in a schoolroom and do what they say. And you have to be able to do this, like... Let your kid learn. Like, let them learn. Let them think outside the box. Let them, you know, figure it out. Just like you said, like, that just, you just get to watch them blossom. Yeah. Well, that and figuring out, at like, self-reflection is a, a good thing, too, with school and learning. Because you figure out how you learn. Because I'm going to learn different than you and you and you. Like, my way of learning may be different than my brother. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And you, it's... Knowing that going through adult life has helped a whole lot just because it's not something I'm questioning now. Like, I know the easiest way to get there or the easiest way that I'm going to pick it up. Well, and it probably helps you understand other people, too, that everyone does learn a little bit different Mm -hmm. or has a different viewpoint on things. And it's not that we're to work against each other. We just have to figure out how each other thinks. Mm -hmm. and Yeah, have understanding for somebody else's thought process. Yeah, instead of, oh, well, you didn't learn this way, so now you get grouped up with these kids, and now y'all go over here to this class, and then everybody else is wondering why you're in the class over there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're not set up. You shouldn't be set apart. You just learn a little different. Yeah. But that's, you get categorized in this yeah. little thing, and then everybody knows what that's yeah, categorized. No. You're a weird homeschooler. You're a weird, weird yeah. homeschooler, or you have to that's go to what special I would classes. Get. Like, I was homeschooled, and so I, I, I know that a lot of people would say, you were homeschooled? Oh, you're not weird. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, Jill. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not weird. But I, I got those comments. So, like, if you're feeling the shift of pulling your child out of school, mm-hmm. you know, on the homeschooling thing, now is probably the time to try it out. I mean, what are they going to do, take your birthday away? Like, literally, if it's your child, you try want to do yeah. it, then if you're feeling the shift in your heart, there's a lot of people who are wanting to pull their kids out of school because they're just feeling the need <laughs> of having, having their child home. That's a shift in you. Like, mm-hmm. there's obviously something coming. Pull your kid out. Try it. I mean... What's the world going to do? Yeah. Like, I know that's where we're going to end up because I've been feeling it strongly for a while now. And I know, like, I I don't know if it's going to be next year or the year after. I'm not sure. But, like, I know it's coming, and I know that's where we're going to end up because I feel it so strongly. And some people don't have that, the shift of wanting to homeschool, and that's fine, too. But, I mean, if, if God's calling you to do something and you're feeling like you need to make a move in your life, then do it. Mm-hmm. What's anybody going to do to you? Like right. what, what is, what's the world going to do to you for trying something better for your family or your kids, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. 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 And if it doesn't make sense to the world and doesn't always make sense in your head, then it's probably God saying, hey, come have faith, come mm-hmm. trust me, come rely yeah. on me. And that's definitely out of your comfort zone. Right. And mm-hmm. you've just got to step out on a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And even if homeschooling's not the pull, it, it 
I mean, I've never been in public school, so I don't really know. But <laughs> it'd be good for, you know, people there to, you know, strengthen their beliefs and their wants instead of just flowing with the crowd and stuff. And so, I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. having that foundation at home is 100% necessary. Yep. Mm-hmm. Our shifts look different. Everybody's shifts look different. Mm-hmm. And even in the world, other people's look different. But the thing is, is it's all getting us prepared for the same thing. Yeah. And it's pushing you towards the narrow path that we talked about. And now is the time to take the courage, like you said, and to do it and go with the current of the shift, not the current of the world. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, mm-hmm. that's where we got to go anyway. It's God's will and not our own. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just want to reiterate that if anybody is feeling the need to reach out, uh, we're happy to talk with you. If you want to reach out to us, if you have questions, concerns, if you just need to talk through what you're feeling, if you haven't figured out what the pull that you're feeling is, the shift that you're feeling is, we have a Facebook page, we have a website, there's a suggestions box on our Facebook page that you can reach out to us through. Our website is www.rw.org. And our Facebook page is Well Watered Ranch Wives. We're easy to contact, easy to find, and we're happy to talk with you. Dear Lord, thank you for this day and thank you for this wonderful group of ladies and thank you for this podcast in our new office. And dear Lord, please help us to use this office as a blessing to you and let your will be done in our lives and not our own. Please guide us and show us the way. Um, of your will and what you would like us to do. Dear Lord, we are all feeling the shift and the pull to um, change our lives and to get closer to you and to maybe do not, not exactly what the world wants us to do. We are trying to stand out and be a light for you, dear Lord Jesus. And we are here to help people who struggle with the pull of the world, dear Lord. It is such a strong pull and it is seems like the easy way, Lord, um, when your way is narrow and it may not be the easiest, but dear Lord, it will be the most rewarding in the end. Lord, you have given us our instruction manual. Please help us to dive into it and to seek your face. Please show us another side of you and please help us to grow closer to you. And dear Lord, please help us to be strong in our beliefs and in showing our love for you, dear Lord. Please help us to grow our children up to be strong in you and strong Christian people and to just help them to love others even when it's hard, dear Lord. Help us to focus on you and to grow closer to you and to be um, a light in this community and on this podcast and everywhere that you give us an opportunity. Dear Lord, let us show our Jesus. Amen. And Lord, we ask that as we persevere through this shift, both individually and as a group, that you would that you would give us the strength and courage to do what you're asking us to do, that you would help us to unite as a group, that it would lead others in our community to unite, that it would bring a united community that sets an example little by little from a group to a church, to a community, and that it would just grow, that it would be a shift that would set an example for the world and draw people to you and save souls. Amen. 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 Amen.